they say you want to go from here to there. Which is too far, right? Mm -hmm. So a wormhole then space like this, so you can take a shortcut through a higher dimension. Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is In the Movies. This week we're talking about interstellar and discussing science fiction versus science fact. Yay, science. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> I love science. I love science, too. <laughs> All right, well, let's start with uh, what we've been doing lately. What have we been watching lately? I'll start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only have a few. Um, okay, I watched Song of the Sea. I don't even know what that is. I should have like, given you the trailer first or something. Um, have you heard of The Secret of Kells? Nope. Okay. Um, they're both, uh, I think, like the same filmmaker, the same animation style. At least. Okay. They're very beautiful. They're both based on, like, Irish fairy tales or folklore. Mm -hmm. um, this one, Song of the Sea, is about uh, Sel Selkie. Or my, oh, my God. I can't remember. Yeah, Selkie. Yeah, yeah. That sounds which right. They turn to a seal. Um, anyway, it's... Um, I'll have to show you the artwork. It's just so... It's not the kind of art that you would think would work as animation because it's very 2D and it's not literal. Like, there's a lot of scenes where there's just, like, cool designs and stuff going on. They're, it's it's beautiful and it's, like, a beautiful little story. Cool. And it's Irish, so it's just a treat to listen to them <laughs> speak. Um, and I watched the Sin City 2. I haven't seen it yet. Is it worth a watch? I mean, if you like Sin City, I guess. I like that it's stylized, like, really yeah. cool. I, I like, like I like watching. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the story, I mean, yeah. it, I was very confused how it fits in with the stuff from the first one, because like, even that first one was, like, several stories, and yeah. so was this one. And I was like, some were before that, some were after that, some, but I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, but okay. Right. Still cool. Um, yeah. And then I watched a documentary called This Film Is Not Yet Rated, which is about the MPAA rating system. Yeah. And the... Was it any good? Um, like, I know it was like a documentary you're kind of looking forward to, but then it wasn't... I was looking forward to learning more about the MPAA and how it works, yeah. but it wasn't a great film, I would say. Um, it was like about the guy, and he tires um, private investigators to actually try and get in there and meet some of the people mm -hmm. and just kind of uncover some of the lies. It's like crazy top secret stuff going on in there and like they say like all the raiders are like parents but some of them were parents of like their kids were like in their 20s or 30s kind of thing because the whole thing is about what about like, not parents parental guidance I know right? what the, oh. the rating system is for under 18 year olds so that's kind of anyway it was interesting to learn kind of how it works and um just hear a lot of filmmakers talk about why their movies got like NC seventeen ratings, like specifics about like you change one word and, and it changes graphic like the entire. You can change one word, sometimes one extra f word, and you have to. Move oh yeah, because PG thirteen like, has that's, a limit. That's ridiculous. It doesn't really change the I content know. of a film. I have issues with the rating system. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was interesting to learn, but. I also felt like because it was from like 2006, I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of different stuff Change. going on. So it's a little start to kind of learn mm -hmm. and also learn about private investigators and how they work. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to see like all the sneaky stuff that they did. 
That was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. What have you been watching? Uh, I watched a bunch of weird little movies <laughs> recently. I'll just, um, a couple. On Netflix, there's a movie called Wrist Cutters, A Love Story. Have you not seen that before? I've never seen it before. Oh, I love it. It's so cute. Yeah, it's like from like 06 or oh, something. Yeah. It was, it was like... The graphics were, like, bad, but, like, in the best way sometimes. Like, the special yeah. effects. Um, yeah. But it was, like, a cute little story. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, a movie called Copenhagen about a guy who meets, like, a very underage girl in Copenhagen. Uh. It's not like that. They don't, they're not, like, there's, like, a weird bit of romance, but it doesn't get to the point where he's, he's like, because he's, like, you're really young. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so it's not, like, but it's more she just opens his eyes about, like, looking at life a different way. Mm. Um, I saw Welcome to Me, which is, like, the Kristen Wiig. Oh, yeah. Weird. It was okay. weird. <laughs> not yeah. bad. Not great. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, she's amazing in it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's really weird, though. I was... I don't know if I've ever had it on my to-watch list, but I was kind of intrigued, and then also kind of, like, uh... Yeah. It looks like it could go either way. Like, I'd really like it, or I'd be boring. Yeah. I. It was weird. I don't have any other <laughs> word for it. I'm... Like, her, her character's so messed up, but, like, she... Acting-wise, like, she does a phenomenal job. Mm. Uh... But I don't know if I'm like would recommend it. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. Um, and I watched Pride, which was um, delightful. It's about the kind of uh, a little bit of an alliance between the miners' union and the gay rights back in England under Margaret Thatcher when she's fucking up the country. <laughs> Personal political opinion. <laughs> Um, and the shaky ground that that was on, so. Cool. Because it was, like, the 80s. Mm. <laughs> Wasn't super cool to be, you know, really gay, <laughs> and the AIDS epidemic was starting, yeah. and all that stuff, so. Um, but it was actually quite a good movie. That's, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some new trailers. Let's talk about trailers. Right off the bat, obviously, Comic-Con was last week. Yeah. What week are we? <laughs> Last weekend. And they released and all the all the comic book movies. Well, not because Marvel wasn't there, but Marvel was there, but they weren't there as much as they usually were. I th- Deadpool's Marvel. Is it? Oh. Yeah, this is an X Men. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, DC kind of dominated compared to Marvel this M- year. Marvel had a whole thing about how like they weren't gonna really be there. It had like a little Ant Man display, and the yeah. rest was like all uh, Batman and Superman. They didn't. They didn't come in with like this is a preview of the like they didn't have like the Civil Wars Captain America Civil Wars trailer or like anything. You know, yeah, that's not. That's crazy next year, like that, I guess. But I'm just saying like they didn't. It wasn't their year. They didn't have much. But obviously, there's a lot. There's a lot of TV stuff as well. Um, yeah. The three kind of big ones everyone's talking about would be Suicide Squad. Yes. Which looks super cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, Batman versus Superman. I'm not sure how I feel about don't this whole just... thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Blending those two. It they looks very <sighs> intense. I'm excited for Wonder Woman. I'm excited for Wonder Woman. Yes. Totally agree. 
both her in this movie and her own movie. It's been a long time since, like, there's been a Superman movie. I, like, I, I haven't loved a Superman movie ever, I, I don't think. I've never like, drawn to I just, Superman. I don't know. I haven't. Well, that's why this one looks at least interesting, because he's always been, like, the Ameri- like perfect American kind of... Almost like the equivalent of like Captain America, you know, like just Although he's the original just super. comic book character was created by a Canadian. Oh yeah, I remember that little he's like, ours historical bitches. moment that they were playing. <laughs> yeah, <TV>. do you <laughs> remember those? Yeah, yeah the little the train. Like, he's running <laughs> after the train. Yeah. Um, oh my god, <laughs> Canadian moment. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not in Canada and you just listen to that, that's, you won't understand. Canadians, you know what we mean. Those little. What are they called? Yeah, Historical like a, moment? Yeah. Oh, do you remember Canada People's History? Yes. They used to do those? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> That's how I learned that Canadian invented basketball. I know. Superman, uh, like penicillin or something. There's something yeah. about Laura Secord. I know. It was all great stuff. And in Canada, we get history in our commercials, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Superman just seemed like kind of perfect, and Batman was always like super dark, my- so... In this one, like, people turning against Superman is kind of interesting. Yeah. I think, okay, part of my issue with Batman, A, Ben Affleck as your casting is, like, really rocky ground to start on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because until he does a decent superhero, all anyone's gonna think is, wow, you fucked up Daredevil. And I'm not saying it's all on him. That movie was flawed from its core. Okay? <laughs> yeah. But... It was bad. Yeah. And they just did, you know, Nolan's trilogy of Batman, which is, like, so well thought of. It is, like, soon to get a new Batman. It's soon. Well, yeah. I think they did ask Christian Bale, but he didn't want to do it or something. I think they... Where is he now? It's enough. (laughs) I think they did at least, like, put it out there. Yeah. Um, So it's just, it's soon, which is detrimental to him. I'm not saying he won't do a good job. We'll see. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is doing the same thing with two superhero. He did that Green Lantern oh, mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see that. I didn't I, see like, it either. When you said that. Um, I don't know. But, like, I just, I don't get it. Aren't they on the same team? I'm so confused. Maybe this is how they come together. Meet. Maybe. I and just, then they form Justice League or whatever. I guess so. I don't know how I feel about it. We'll have to ask. I'm gonna see it. Comic person, how it all works out. Um, but yeah, I'll see it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. And you might not have seen it if you weren't actually at Comic Con, but there was a Deadpool trailer. Yeah. We I got we in both... and saw shitty someone recording yeah. it from the hall, but um, it looked really good. It, it looks. looks so good. It looks so funny. It was definitely you could tell like Marvel in terms of like the comedy and stuff yes. in it. Very, I, I their love style. Deadpool now. Like, I don't know. Although I'm confused about, like, Deadpool and what was it, one of the Wolverine movies that yeah. he started in. And, like, this, there was a bit of an origin story in the trailer, so I don't know how that fits in. I don't in. know how, I don't know. I don't know my... I don't know. But it looks really but it good. it looks really fun. And it's, but it's somebody else, again, like Ryan Reynolds, as I was saying, like, did the Green Lantern that no one discusses. Yeah. And now he's coming back and doing Deadpool and everyone's super excited about it. And like, all like, yeah, Ryan. Way to go. You didn't, hope you didn't fuck this one up. Well, it's Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he 
Everyone usually loves everything he I does, know. except that. except that one movie. What did you think of the Suicide Squad trailer? Harley Quinn. I love Harley Quinn. I think other than her hair, <laughs> we can accept it and move past. I'll that. accept the pink and blue dip dyed pigtails. <laughs> but yeah, it looks really cool, and she's like in a cage and all crazy, yeah. and uh, it looks good. Yeah, I don't know. The Joker was only like right at the end of mm-hmm. the trailer. So I don't know what his part in, like, the movie, if it's a, if he's really, like, the main person of the movie, even. I don't think he is. I don't think so. I think he's just also there. Yeah, hopefully it's just a good, like, ensemble, because I don't really know any of those characters, so I think it'd be good for yeah. me and other, looked, others who don't know to introduce to all of them. It looked pretty even, at least between, like, a couple of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Will Smith's character... Deadshot, Deadshot, Harley Quinn. A couple of them looked like they were a little bit more like the main characters, mm-hmm. but it looked even between them. Yeah, but it's harder to know. It wasn't like the, movie the comes Joker out. and his crew. It was like yeah. ensemble yeah. implied. So I'm excited. It looks really cool. Yeah, it does. And I have a thing for Harley Quinn, so I'm excited <laughs> to see her in the movie. Um. Yes, yeah, so you probably. Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman are out for you to see. Deadpool, we were able to see somebody's recording of it before it was yeah. taken down. So re- it was shitty recording, but you we you, we got the gist. Even with the shitty recording, you yeah, tell. it was so it good. Was so good. Um, so yeah, it, it got know. encored at its panel. They played it twice because the audience liked it so much. I loved it. It looks just super fun. Mm-hmm. Like he's having fun. We're gonna have fun. Uh, yeah. He looks spunky. So that's kind of the top ones from Comic-Con that we were interested in. Um, we also watched the trailer for a movie with uh, Drew Barrymore and Tony Collette. That looks so... It's oh. called Miss You Already. I'm excited. It's like two best friends that grew up together and then one gets cancer and one gets pregnant and it's kind of... They're going through all that together. together yeah. And we both <laughs> teared up a little bit just watching the trailer. I... Weld. I weld. I weld. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. It's just like such a nice like, friendship yeah. story and like I the was, shit they're going through. Like I told Tisha I didn't know if the trailer made me happy or sad. <laughs> I was kind of in this like state of both of them. Yeah, like sad things are happening. But, but their, their friendship, friendship is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I really want to see that now. I know. We'll go see that. The last movie trailer we watched was Pan. Another live action Disney. Is it Disney? It's, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention in the beginning. I don't know if it's Disney. It might not be by Disney, but, you know. Fairy tale. Yeah. Kind of. It's a book. Fine. Book. Live action fairy tale. Yay. Same thing. Um, I think it looks cool, but I'm a sucker for fairy tales. Me too. And... Joe Wright is directing it, and I, I do like Joe Wright's stuff. I love his direction. He has a really good eye, and he knows how to make, like, visually beautiful It looks things. visually beautiful. With that being said, I have Tiger Lily issues. Um, if you don't know, Rooney Mara is playing Tiger Lily. Yeah. If you don't know, Tiger Lily originally is a Native American. Yeah. And Rooney Mara is the whitest person on the face of the planet. Yeah. So, but it's not like they cast just her white. The whole no, tribe the whole tribe's white. Is white. Yeah. 
and not looking Native American at all. It's very colorful and yeah, it's, tribal it's not. Looking, I don't but... feel like they put like white people like in Native American clothing and no. set. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like that. They at least didn't do that, but, but... <laughs> it still feels tribal to a sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I just, I just feel like it's a prime opportunity for like a good role. For a Native American, and we give it to a white girl. But, yeah. You know. I mean, I don't, I haven't, haven't seen don't know the whole story, but I don't see why they would find it necessary to change it to white people in a tribe thing. I don't know. You know, when something presents you with an opportunity with for, like, people of color role or a female role, and you change, change it to, it. like, white or man or something, it's like, it's, come on, it was already there in the source material. Yeah. And, like... That's literally what they mean by, like, whitewashing. Like, not just that everyone's white and that they're only writing stories about white people, but you're literally taking roles that were originally... Another... From the yeah, source material... Ethnicity and... ...was person of color, and you're just saying, oh, no, we'll just make them white. Yep. Why? Also, like, anyone in that movie could be different... Anyone could have been. It's not really a movie Peter that's Pan like, doesn't need to be white. Hook no, doesn't need to be white. It's not Nobody a movie that like is based on you know. It's Neverland for fuck's sake. I know they could be fucking turquoise. Yeah, it could be whatever. I mean, <sighs> it's a big ass crocodile. I don't see why people can't be funny colors. <laughs> they fly. They have I mean, fucking mermaids. Like yeah, they're probably all white. Oh yeah. I don't know. Um. We'll see though, but. As much as it sounded like we were really bashing it, it does actually look really, oh, yeah, really, really beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> like, don't get, we just, just a little, a little, a little bit of a, you know, thing. Um, speaking of people of color and white watching, going into movie news, there was one thing I found um, on Tumblr where someone is um, taking, they're making videos called Every Word Spoken by a Person of Color. Um, so they're taking a movie and cutting out every word spoken by a person of color and compiling them into one video. And <laughs> most of them are either zero, <laughs> nothing. It's not. It's like the title so and then the sad. end. There's no clips. <laughs> or like 11 seconds. Or like they're all under a minute. Like it's so bad. Um, <laughs> obviously, I guess they're not picking like Tyler Perry movies to do that too. But... Um, <laughs> Like, yeah, just, I mean, one of the examples, the first examples was the movie Noah had zero lines for people of color, and I haven't seen it, but I'm like... I haven't seen it either. If it's the story of Noah, as we know from the Bible, what are they doing? (laughs) They do it with so many of, like, the Bible stories, and I'm like, they're all taking place in the Middle East. Why is everyone white? It's so weird. But it's, I mean... That could get me started on a very long rant, yes. so I feel like I probably shouldn't go too far down that path. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, that was one fun thing that I found it's, lately. Yeah. Uh, some movies coming up. More live, live action, action fairy tale. Fairy tale movies. Uh, let's see, we've got, and these are all Disney uh, Disney, like, basically remaking or adding on to their own They're fairy tale. Remaking. Every movie they did so, as a cartoon. Yeah. Um, Alright, so we've got a story about Prince Charming and his brother. I don't understand this. Okay, A, why do we need a movie about Prince Charming? I don't understand the, the need. That aside, he has a brother? Why do I care about his brother? I just, I don't know. 
Well, the story's gonna be um, a Prince Charming and how he doesn't, or Prince Charming's brother and how he doesn't live up to the family name. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be about a guy who doesn't fit in. I don't know. It might be really funny. I don't know if I've read if it's gonna be funny or serious. I think it's gonna be a comedy. I think so. I think that's what it said when I was reading. Um, that might be fun. I don't know. Um, it's always, it'll be kind of interesting to see. It'll be a story that's kind of connected to a story we I know. I guess. It'll be interesting to see, like, how this project develops and kind of what direction they're going in, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then we've also got a live-action Sword in the Stone. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I ever even saw Sword in the Stone. I watched Sword in the Stone. It's actually one of the ones that, like, I always think I don't like as much as I do, but then when I watch it, like, I never had an issue getting through it. And, like, Merlin is so fun, and they're, his little, they turn into squirrels, I remember, squirrels <laughs> at one point, and, like, Merlin's fight with the witch lady, she turns into a None of this sounds dragon. familiar, so I don't think I've even seen it. I is, kind like, of know the story most from her part, stuff. but I feel like... Like, what Disney did in a cartoon, like, really suits cartoon. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, is it going to be, like, very, like, King Arthur-y type? I don't know. Live action? I don't know. I mean, it's Disney. It's going to be for kids. It's not going to be, like, too intense. Well, no. I don't mean, like, you know, slaying thousands or anything. It might go for, like, a more Maleficent vibe. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe not. Because Maleficent was kind of, like... You know the story. This is like an extra story, but this is just like a remake of the main story. So they'll probably keep it more like kid friendly because this generation that will be their sort of the stone movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. And then there's mm-hmm. uh, a Aladdin prequel. And this sounds more like the Maleficent track. Yeah, it's gonna be focused on the genie or genies in general and like how they get captured into lamps and. Something. <laughs> you sound so unsure. You're like, maybe. I mean, I read about genies. them, but now I'm forgetting. I just know it was genies. Sure. Is it the genie? I assume the genie will be a part of the genies. I think the genie that eventually gets to Aladdin is part of the, the story. Yeah, okay. That makes but sense. But it's not. I don't think they're going to try and recreate like what Robin Williams did. Uh, no, because that would be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think it would be. <laughs> Because like, why would you ever do that? Yeah. It's, <laughs> Especially now that he's dead. But I don't, like, that was over-the-top cartoon hilarity. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a comedy, I don't think it's going to be like mm-hmm. that. I agree. That extreme, I mean. I don't think that they should make it like that, so. Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, another movie coming up, sounds cool, is a documentary about Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Science rule. Yeah, it's a documentary. There's actually a Kickstarter for it. So, uh, link on the blog if you want to help that you out. You want to kickstart? Yeah. Kickstart some science into your life. So, it's about <laughs> Bill <Sorry>. Nye and uh, just him trying to bring science education to the children of the world. Does it have him fighting creationists? In a bar brawl. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I think it's maybe like a little bit of 
history, like him and the show and stuff, and also what he's doing now. It was one of my favorite shows as a kid. Oh, yeah. I, I have it now. I, like, a few years ago downloaded it. I've so watched I watched it since. It. I've watched episodes online. And I'm like, stuff. oh, I'm still learning so much, and it's so fun. I know. It's great. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, a part of making this. It's not just someone's making this about him. He's involved in it. So. Yeah. Cool. It'll be cool to be about him. It'll be educational. I'll be excited to see that. Excited. All right, let's get into what we're going to get into. (laughs) Interstellar from 2014, directed by... Pretty new guys for us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're with the times, guys. Yep. Uh, Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan, starring Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain... To name but a few. Yeah. Michael Caine. Yeah. Uh, We'll get to my issues with his character. (laughs) Who's just kind of there. Yeah. Who's also just kind of there. Some other people. I don't know. Yeah. A black guy. There's a token black guy. (laughs) The guy from the other movie there with the plastic bag. Oh, yeah. Wes Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'll get there. <laughs> okay. Before we actually get into the movie, I would like to take a minute to talk about the branding and promotion of Interstellar. Okay. When they were, like, releasing trailers. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie um, in theaters, and mm-hmm. I've seen it once since then. I didn't know really what it was about based on, like, trailers and stuff. And I don't like trailers to give away everything, but it was a movie, maybe, I don't know if it was just me. I, like, didn't really know what I was getting into. I think when I saw it, I think everything, there's just a big focus. And I just watched this, by the way. Um, So, like, it's been out for a while, so I've learned more about it. But mostly I remember people talking about the science and how the science was so good and they had a good consultant and like and lots of stuff coming out about the science of interstellar and yeah I don't know maybe like like when I went into trailer like there was like a trailer for it and it like showed like you know like shots of the ice planet and like stuff like this Mm -hmm. but like I didn't really get like there was Based on the trailer, I was like, but there's no story. Like, I, so I had no idea what I was getting. <laughs> they just wanted to show I off guess their it was cool. Just, it was one of those things, yeah. I felt like it was like a very, like, uh, special effects trailer type yeah. thing. And I was like, I don't know what this movie's about, but I'm going to go see it anyway. I don't know. It was just a little. I like to know kind of a sense of what I'm getting into. I don't want to see the entire movie in the trailer or mm-hmm. all the best parts, but I'd like to at least. Yeah, I found it was hard to make kind of a judgment call from it. Yeah. That was my own little thing. Sometimes movies are promoted, like, trailers and stuff, really just... The visuals, like, especially big special effects thing, like, they just throw some images at you, and then you're like, but is there a story? (laughs) But what what happened? You gotta give me something. And then, when so when you get in, and the how the movie starts... Like, the first right? Aren't you like... Like, it's dusty. I know. I think I've at least seen a scene of her, like, running after the truck, kind of like, I have to leave my daughter. So I knew it would start, like, on Earth. But I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) So I basically, I made notes as I watched this, and they're basically all questions. (laughs) So this should be interesting. Mm -hmm. Where to begin? Um, 
Okay, the first note I made was like, it's only been a few minutes and I'm already wondering why everyone thinks this movie is so great. Because I was just confused right away. Yeah. And the dialogue didn't really impress me. I was like, is this good? I don't know. It seems like weird, cheesy lines or something. Just like the first few minutes when he's like talking to the teacher and stuff. It's like, what are you saying? I never got it. It's really weird. I don't find he helps scripts sound smarter a lot of the time. That sounded so mean. That sounded really mean. Do you know what I mean, though? Oh, my God. Yeah. It, I'm not a, really a fan of I'm his. not as big as fan either. He's so specific. He's, yeah. It's and like, if he gets in a role that he's good with, that's great for him, but... But it's like we were talking, was it last time, about, like, the magic of movies mm-hmm. and, um, like, seeing famous actors instead of their characters? You see Matthew McConaughey. I just see Matthew yeah. McConaughey and I hear Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Yeah, all right, all right. That's all I hear while he talks. Yeah. Everywhere could just be I'm all like, right. you're just Matthew McConaughey. I know. I was confused as well. Like, when it first started, I was like, oh, Earth is dusty. They yeah, have no like, food. What, what's up with that? They're all eating okra? Like, <laughs> I didn't... Yeah, I feel... I don't know if I wasn't paying enough attention to understand everything, and that's why I have so many questions, but I think even if they did explain things, they explained it too quickly or something. Like, I didn't understand... To be fair, like, I have a much better understanding after seeing it a second time. That's true. Um... Okay, so, like, they kept talking about the dust. Yeah. But there's no mention specifically of a drought, because everyone was farmers. Yeah, there had to be a drought, I assume, but I don't actually think that they... They mentioned, like, the blight and, like, that sort of stuff. Yeah, what does that mean? Blight is kind of, um... I've heard it. Oh, gosh, there's a specific word I'm trying to think of. (laughs) Um, Like a plague, but, like, a... Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That sort of... Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah, it's not, like, a water shortage. Like, I kind of expected that to go along with the yeah, dust. Yeah, but it... I mean, like, that's... Dust storms, I think, of, like, desert and yeah. dry dust, like, like drought. California. <laughs> you guys are screwed. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's ironic. They have a drought now, but in a few years, they're just going to fall into the ocean. And they'll have yep. lots of water. <laughs> Okay, so it's dusty, but everyone's a farmer. Because okay, I guess they're let's all... Let's just talk about the world that they're they're setting up. Okay. It's dusty. It is <laughs> real dusty, man. Just like you have to put your... Like, they put their plates upside down, because just it's in the house yeah. everywhere, and sometimes they have big storms of it. Yeah. And later on, we see that people have respiration problems from yeah. it, obviously. Um, Which, I mean... Makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Um, and also... Because of whatever happened to the world, like, food became a problem. So that became everyone's main focus. Everyone became farmers. Everyone became farmers. So stuff like science exploration was put aside as not important. He used to be an engineer, but he had to just become a farmer because we needed farmers. To farm as much food because so much of a... I guess it's because you reap so little from the crops. The crops from the harvest. on fire. they need more and more people to do it so that they can Apparently get just whatever they corn. can. Does that make yeah, like corn yeah. and okra or something? Like wow, like, we have such the only one left. Delicious things. To I'm look like, we already to. eat too much corn. Isn't I know. that a bit? It's like barely. It's like not even nutritious. Yeah. If it comes out the same way it goes in, you're not getting a lot of nutrients from it. Oh dear. <laughs> you're welcome. All. Uh, 
Uh, I thought it was interesting when she was saying about, oh, we don't teach. I thought that was interesting, too. Also, maybe an interesting little comment about some of the schooling systems in the world. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the teachers, like, Murph brought in this book that talks about the Apollo missions, but we've corrected the curriculum. Yeah, they teach that they're all To say that the moon landing was faked to promote to provoke the Russians whatever mm-hmm. um, so it's like oh okay so we're really not just like hey everyone needs to be farmers but we're actively like teaching children that not only like this isn't important anymore but this never even happened I don't really strange. I mean I guess like part of the issue is I can understand like having like a singular focus and being like holy shit we need to deal with the food yeah but like Science exploration, we've gotten so much from science exploration Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, new technologies and new products and stuff. Like, wouldn't you want to push that in order to try and help the Earth issues? Yeah, exactly. And he brings it up in the conversation that space exploration is what led to MRIs, which is very important. And, yeah, space exploration isn't just about let's find more stuff in space or let's take people further away from the Earth. It's really a whole all the technology and research and everything that goes with that yeah. leads to a lot of You know, we do it for, like, living in space stuff, and then we find out we can also use this stuff here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I understand focusing on food when there's it's that important. And yeah, we all like to eat. But <laughs> denying his... That seems weird. Yeah. And it seems like the teacher wasn't like, oh, we have to teach this now, but she actually also believed it, so, like, this has been going on for a long time. And what year is this supposed to take place? I didn't understand that either. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to find out. Near future? Not, like, crazy future. Yeah, it's not, like, 400 years from now. No, like, within this century, Yeah, I think it's within this century. Um, It's like, maybe that teacher was young enough that she had also kind of started, like, never... Did they mention a year? I'm sure they probably did, actually. See, that's what I mean. Maybe it's because I only watched it once, but I feel like I'm missing a lot of details. I watched it twice, and I still... I don't know. It gets confusing. Uh, It's set around the 2070s. Okay. Not that far. No. How long... How long has this, like, drought thing been going on? Sorry, not a drought. Dust? I don't know. (laughs) The dust? Well, if that was one of the scientific inaccuracies, mm-hmm. actually, was the whole blight thing, that because just came the, out it's, of nowhere. Yeah, and they're saying that like because of the deterioration of like the crops and stuff that's causing like climate issues, mm-hmm. and scientists are like, yeah, that would take like four hundred years <laughs> for that, like for the the blight, fine, but like for that to have repercussions on like some of the climate issues and stuff would take a really long time so like that part less accurate oh. just so you know the earth stuff less accurate than the space stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um what else is there something about nitrogen blight and nitrogen i wrote that down i don't I guess know that's part of the climate i thing. just wanted to get to space yeah <laughs> okay i still have, like so many problems okay so while we're still on earth murph the daughter 
is deciphering so stuff is falling in her room Mm -hmm. and she thinks it's a ghost as you would a poltergeist of course um and she's a very smart little girl which is awesome and she figures out or deciphers like the books that are falling are like morse code or some binary code or something no she says morse code he comes in with binary code for the books yeah i thought the binary code was the dust on the floor yeah the binary code was he figured out yeah she was just figuring out the books yeah with morse code yeah and it said like stay stay yeah eventually is what she figured it out yeah which Um, makes sense in the end i don't like that (laughs) um okay but anyway she's like deciphering it and then he deciphers the dust as binary and i it seemed really weird to me that she was like figured it out like she's smart whatever and she's like interpreting it as some sort of code like Mm -hmm. that makes sense but then he sees like fucking dust lines and he's like oh thin is one and wide is zero and it's binary and it means this i was like how do you know i don't know how we got coordinates from the binary one and zeros yeah like fine you recognize it's binary also couldn't it just have been fat and skinny dust i mean you have to kind of just accept that they're like creepy smart going to leave but he's like thin is one and wide is zero and he's like how do you know it's that and not the other way around if he had said wide was one and thin like it would have been something completely different Mm -hmm. and because it's binary it's one zero one zero like first of all i don't think there were enough lines to make all those ones and zeros to come up with coordinates which is at least like 10 digits or something yeah or more 10 20 i don't know i don't know but I was like, well, how do you, first of all, how do you know it wasn't, like, the opposite? And then, how do you know it's finished? Like, it's just, like, you got this much binary, and that turns into numbers or coordinates, whatever. I'm not going to be able to answer any of your questions, just so you know. <laughs> like, so then he's just like, I've I only seen the movie twice. It's coordinates. And I'm like. I don't know. That was part of my issues. Like, I don't understand the leap from binary dust lines to coordinates to nasa well you if you take the lines as binary and then i know but i was type just it like in and see what does this binary little, mean it means these digits it means you know it just was like really though like that's what that's where i'm like is this science or magic well <laughs> because it's kind of like weird stuff happening and it almost seemed like fate you know like here are the coordinates to go somewhere within driving distance well, not that far i would Say it's, and then he I gets mean, there, it, and he's the perfect person. He's the savior. Let's come. And I was I like, I can't. I wouldn't say it's magic. I don't. It's not magic. But we talked about this before. Science I mean, fiction, you, magic, same thing. It, it is the same <laughs> thing, but they use science to explain it. So yeah. I'm gonna say. It's and then the end, like sci-fi, it's like, him going through dimensions. But like, that's why I'm saying that it is science because they you like it is totally explained whether you like the interdimensional like the fifth dimension or not type thing like it is that's they explain it sciencey sciencey like it just i don't know it i'm felt not gonna have like the like, same how issues. do we get him to secret nasa binary he figures it out and he gets there and let's go well yeah but that's because <laughs> the movie that's why it's very much my like, biggest issue is the first like third of the movie because i'm like nothing is happening like let's go I felt like you're setting up so much, and then all of a sudden he's like, off to space. And I was like, what's what's happening? Mm. The only thing I felt like really got set up was, like, 
mirth in him. Like their characters, like their relationship, mm-hmm. which then they did a good job of that. Like actually, nothing for the rest of her life. So, and we like just see her again so much later. It's like I don't, I don't know you anymore, little girl. And like the act of her dad leaving completely changed her. So, yes, it did. And turned her hair red. It's <laughs> a brunette. She grew up as a ginger. Of, maybe she dyes it. Yeah, I know. They have sand and hair dye. Those are two things they have on Earth. <laughs> You'll be okay. <sighs> They still have hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next. Are we going to talk about space? Are we in space We're yet? not in space yet because... Okay, one last issue is like, he was a jet pilot. This is the least of my issues. He's a jet pilot and then next day he's flying off into space and he's leading a team through a fucking wormhole. Like, these people well, have been doing for 10 years. I would say a couple of things. One... Um, They've been, like, training, but they haven't been able to go to space because it's not, like, you know. They're not allowed. Yeah, I don't, and, you know, I'm not sure exactly the training stuff that they have in that Dust Earth NASA facility. B, I mean, jet pilots were the first astronauts. C. I get that he's a pilot. It would be easy to adapt. um, I do agree that, like, I understand next day a little crazy. But no one's gone through a wormhole before, so in that specific case, he's just as qualified as any other human It's not about being. going through the wormhole, it's about learning how to make the ship work. All the buttons, and there's a million buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and later on, he does a thing with the spinning and lines You're them like, up. You're like, there's so many buttons! <laughs> there's so I many I don't know. I, uh, I agree that, like... He should probably have some astronaut training before he goes Something. up in space. He but just shows up and they're like, you're perfect. We've been waiting for you. Least of my issues. <sighs> okay, space. <laughs> Yay, space. Space. Cryo the final sleep. frontier. <laughs> Sorry, wrong movie. Um, the cryo thing? Oh, I don't really. Like, they go to sleep for a couple years till they get to Saturn. Well, yeah, because it takes, like, Two some years. time. I mean, as we just see, like, currently, with New Horizons just passing Pluto, and it's been it going for, like, time. 30 years or whatever it is. So yeah. They're going to Saturn. And then Apparently that's two years. But I don't know how fast their ships go. I think that would probably be about accurate. I think it was nine years to get to Pluto. Nine, okay. I think they said something. I think it's been going for nine years. Um, I don't know. I know it's, like... Seven or eight months to get to Mars. So mm-hmm. sure. whatever. There's we'll speed. go in two years. And their They're ship, going. their ship has um centrifugal force spinning around. That's how they get their gravity. Which was first depicted in film by Stanley Kubrick's 2001: A Space Odyssey. Uh, Tish is very happy that they account for the gravity on the space station. Um, it's a yeah. very specific thing with her. <laughs> Just, okay, we also have a Doctor Who podcast, and always they're on different planets and space stations and stuff, and I'm like, where is this 1G gravity coming from? Yeah. And it's never explained, and Julian is like, it's it's future stuff. It's, <laughs> they'll figure it out someday. I, it doesn't really, I'm like, whatever. Let's gloss like, over the gravity, but... <laughs> Just really, you because know. I've seen stuff where they use this. Well, yeah, force, like this. And, like I know yeah. that's a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, well, they got that. Yep. They, that's. And again, in the end, the 
big like space station world they're in was is a, a cylinder. cylinder yeah smart cool so i approve of the spaceship <laughs> <laughs> well that's one thing tish tish proves of one thing so far yes <laughs> well, um wormhole worm wormhole i thought they explained a good with the paper and the pen. Yeah. Like, I've definitely was, seen that before. They have, they was, I'm trying to think of the movie it was in. It was in another movie that was explained the same way, but mm-hmm. it's such a good, clear, easy, everyone can understand the explanation, the visual mm-hmm. and verbal. It's a good teaching moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, look at this 2D and we're making it 3D, and then they kind of extend that and just say, well, you know, space is 3D, this wormhole is 4D, 4D so. or something. Yeah. Well, it was like, a circle becomes a, a sphere. sphere. Yeah. It made perfect sense. I was all good with the sphere. And, like, mm-hmm. apparently, in terms of, like, the signs in the movie, the wormholes and black hole stuff is, like, very, considered very well done. Yeah, and they spent a lot of a money lot on the graphics of money. to make it look right. Yeah. In terms of how, like, light would mm-hmm. bend and contort and... It's cool. all based on um, theories and equations and stuff, obviously, because we don't actually yeah. know. No, of course, everything is, like, extrapolated, but it's coming from science that we do know, and a mm-hmm. lot of it is extrapolated from Einstein's relativity mm-hmm. findings. Pretty okay. much all of it. Spherical wormhole, I'm down with that. We're down with the spherical, it was one of my I'm favorite things. Not down with how they were just, like, them. They sent it, they created it. It was a little, like... Creationist. I had like some issues. Um, yeah, it reminded me of this show that was on a few years ago and got canceled called Defying Gravity. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, it was good. It was it's, good. Um, anyway, they also had the centrifugal force in their yes, ship. Yes, they did. Um, yeah. Anyway, in that they were following like these weird little alien kind of mm-hmm. things, beings. I don't know, mm-hmm. but anyway, they were also speaking like they sent it to us. It's sending us, and they didn't know who like they were. They were, but they were like on this mission. So that's what it reminded me of when they were like, they sent you the message in the dust and gravity and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out to be him? Well, him definitely, like, led himself in terms of, like, in her the room. dust and the bookshelf and all that sort of stuff. But I guess they turn out to be, like, human race is kind of how I understood it. Like, they are, like the future, eventually the human race evolves more, and we evolve into the fifth dimension. <laughs> oh my god. What is the fifth dimension? But we don't know. That's the point. That's why it's... <sighs> okay. <laughs> I had problems with the end. And the, the room oh, thing. We'll get there. <laughs> um, what's next? The planet orbiting the black hole reminded me of an episode of Doctor Who. The Impossible The Impossible Planet. planet. <laughs> We're, like, getting very near to watching that, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was thinking about that. Slightly higher production budget, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did notice, and I think I read something about this the later, black about hole's the black hole is the water planet, right? Yeah. Okay. When they got on the planet, the score, the mm-hmm. music, um, was doing, like, a TikTok noise. Because... Because they're running out of time. They have to go fast. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I see what you did there. But then this, I read later that the whole score this, is like that. Yeah, the score I thought was actually pretty good. I thought they used it well. don't remember it specifically, but that's probably because it was good. If it was bad, I would notice yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> if it was bad, you'd be like, what the fuck? Are what they? is going on? Yeah. 
So the water planet had mostly to do with like the con- our concept of relativity and of the yeah. different aging process. I also didn't understand why space. just one guy stayed behind for like 20 years. Well, A, they weren't supposed to be 20 years, right? They were supposed to be like at least like 7 years yeah. or like 14 years or something. Um I think at least he want, he asked to stay behind. He was because work he's on the stuff. one that studies black holes, and he wanted right. to stay behind because that was still something that they were trying to work out. And mm-hmm. there, it's the, Michael Caine's character, which is my biggest issue in the film because I don't feel like he has really any purpose. Um, yeah. is trying to figure out the gravity problem back on Earth, mm-hmm. and some of the black hole studies, considering what a black hole is, like they were trying to figure out. I think he's also trying to figure out, like, some of the gravity mm-hmm. shit and black holes. But they left him there for 23 years. I know. They didn't mean to. You but seem I mean, to think they did it purposely. But just, well, they purposely left only him. Like, he wanted to stay there all by himself for, like, decades. But he said, I'm going to stay behind and study. He was cool with that? I just seem like... He did say that he, he went likes into cryo his alone time. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed weird, like, we need to split up for... Decades, possibly. I think and we're gonna have gone with one them and three. I think at least someone had to stay behind. Cause what if shit went down? They couldn't like get back. It was like a hundred years to get back or something. <sighs> um, I thought the water planet was cool, but it was we... cool. I thought like the like cliffs that end up being water. I think I realized that, like, right away. I think I made... Like, I had, I just a, thought it I had was a like, clever moment. <laughs> I just thought it was really... Like, it was well done. I thought it was mm-hmm. cool. Like, I think as soon as I saw it, it's kind of like, that's a giant wave. <laughs> and, like, they didn't mention it again until they are like, talking about, like, what's the mountains or something? And then they realized, and I was like, I, I saw that. I think... I don't know. I didn't maybe didn't think they were that big, but I definitely was like, that's a giant wave over there. Um, the thing I thought was weird that they landed, there was only, like, a foot of water... And then there's a fucking giant-ass wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay, whatever. It's all covered in water and there's mm-hmm. waves. But <laughs> the thing about the one foot, is that around the whole planet? Well, that's kind of my issue, too, because if it's just that much water around the whole... Like, then there's the planet so, is a perfect sphere. It is a perfect sphere, plus, like, most of the water is in, like, the waves. Yeah. How high deep would the water be if it was... If it was evenly spread Yeah, but, like, if you look at Earth, like... We're not perfect. But, like, water, because it will just... It can move as opposed to, like, land. It... If the whole planet, any planet, was covered in water, it would be, like, a perfect sphere. Because it would all be drawn Mm -hmm. to that singular gravity point in the middle. But underneath the water, like... The thing, so Tectonic like for the water to shift be, and yeah, yeah, like the water would be different depths. Yeah, but the surface would be perfectly sphere. They just so this, managed to land in the one foot deep yeah. water. That's so I was wondering, if, I was like, wait a second, if this is the whole planet's like that, then the planet, the planet would also have to be a perfect sphere, and then the yeah, perfect and, sphere one well, foot of water because it would have to be like the crust wouldn't be able to like move at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's. I didn't get that deep into it. And also, because... I didn't were, sit there thinking about that, but I'm not going to lie. Um, the big waves. Yeah. Cool. Um, With you on the big waves. When, even, you see this even in, like, little waves at the beach, 
like the undertow. Like yeah. the water gets pulled back. Like yeah. if you're on the edge, the water goes back and then the wave comes forward. So they were in this water that didn't really seem to be moving much. And then all of a sudden they realized there's a giant wave coming to them. And I was like, how is all that water that they're in not being like moved up yeah, into that sucked, wave? How did they not back into Yeah, it. why is that water so still? That seemed weird. From what I know about waves. <laughs> <laughs> from, from your wave knowledge. Uh, yeah. Um, I also like that planet because it reminded me of um, the book The Host. Because. <laughs> Sorry. Not, I just had like incredible flashbacks. Okay. Of the horrible movie. Yeah, okay. I didn't read the but book. But I think I mentioned this when we talked about it. In the book, the alien who's talks, on Earth yeah. talks about all these cooler worlds that she She does talk inhabited. about a water planet even in the movie. Yes. It's mentioned. So like seeing this like crazy water planet it just reminded me of like cool other planets and stuff and that they describe some in the, the host. <laughs> Maybe that is her planet. There's no life on that one though. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. That one stood out to me as like I liked, visually. I, I remember liked that the water planet. planet. Anne Hathaway fucks up. Yeah, kills off the plastic okay. bag man. We have to talk about the robots. Oh, we do. Okay, first off, which one is which again? There's Tars and Case. Yeah, and I do not know what they each do that the other one doesn't. And they're like Marines. Yeah, that was the. F- it was so, like, hilarious and weird the first time it was there, like, interrogating him. And it was just, like, this big box. I didn't realize that it would later be, like, very agile. I know. You were just like, why was, like, is this it was, like, a good thing? leaning towards him, <laughs> like, interrogating him with, like, a really normal voice. So I didn't think it was a robot. I thought it was, like, a thing that someone was talking through. Mm-hmm. That also fucked me about the robots. They don't talk like robots. They talk like snarky humans. Well, I'm assuming that they programmed them that way, though. I like, know, you but know there's what I mean? no like way did, we're ever, like, they did. like, that level of AI where it's, like, so clever and, like, talks, just talks like a human. Even though they make jokes all the time about, like, its humor setting and its truth setting and stuff. But I'm like, we'll never have robots that talk no. like that. I, in a lot of ways, they like the robots because they didn't look like humans. They, they weren't, like, yeah. android They were, like, very clearly, like, they looked very purposeful and very, like, very... But then they talked exactly like humans. That, like, that doesn't... That contrast weirded me out. I don't know. That didn't really bother... I kind of almost liked it, because, I don't know. I understand what you're saying about, like, AI won't be that developed, but in terms of that, because if it just talked like a robot, like, it was already so non-human, I felt like they needed something to... Plus, he wouldn't have developed a relationship with the robot the way he, like, they kind of, like, had a bond. Yeah, that was the other thing. I'm like, it's a fucking robot. Stop, like, making friends. I don't know. It was, like, too human and weird. And then just the way that they... At first it was, like, it's a big box. Why are they bringing these things? It's so weird. They're so useless. And then it would, like, divide into the three and, like, swing Mm -hmm. like, walk around. And I was like, it does not look like... Like, it climbed out onto the water planet, and I was like doesn't look like it should be going like off-roading it's very like perfectly straight and clear and like metal like it doesn't even have any sort of grip it looks like it looks like smooth metal it's like how's this thing like walking around like how's it gonna make its way around and then it went crazy and divided into like four pieces and like rolled like, away <laughs> i was like holy like, shit windmill the way it was crazy and like picked her up and like like, it kind of unfolds little it, arms for yeah, itself Yeah, it can kind of, like, mutate itself into different... As long as they're all the right, like, 
They're all straight, yeah. like, angular things. It, can... it still always looked weird, like, <laughs> walking <laughs> around this, like, rugged territory, and it's such, like, a perfectly smooth, nice, like, good, expensive-looking piece of equipment, you know? Yeah. It didn't look like... I don't know. A tan- but like I kind of like that. Like, we, I don't know. We definitely looked like an indoor robot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked the robots. I'm down with the robots. Um, I don't think. I just forget I started which off is thinking which. it was weird, and then I, I think I kind of warned. There's things you like see, and things you don't like. That's they seemed you cool, kinda, but I, I you, kept confusing them. Yeah, I still don't. I don't. Know I know Tars is, is the one at the end. Yeah, that he that's he, left. Yeah. Case, I guess, was the one fixing that one when it blew up. Yeah. I don't know, like, what they each had, like, a different purpose. Do they each have a different purpose? They were different models or something. That's true. Or they wouldn't be Tarzan Case. Yeah. Like, one was new. They had something different that they wanted. What? Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There's gonna be a lot of, I don't know. Uh, Okay. Um, So we're on the water planet, and we lose one out of four already. Yeah. Because Anne Hathaway. I literally missed that when I was watching it. I think I was also on my phone at the same time, like, making notes or looking up something. Missed him dying? Yeah. And then when they got back... He almost made it back, and then he got taken out by I got the part where he was like, Case, go get her. Mm -hmm. And she was coming back. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, McConaughey and Hathaway back up on the ship with the old, now old, black guy. And I was like, wait. What where's, where's the other guy? Um, he was like literally like climbing. I the went back ship. and like yeah, watched and wave it, took and him it out. but it was literally like a second. Yeah. Oh and yeah, they like... they don't really sit there and like. Yeah. It was just like he was about like to get in, and then it went bloop close, and I was scene. like, oh, that that was quick. That's why I missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't really have an issue with him dying. I mean, like. Somebody it, has to die. Yeah, or it's or you, kinda... or you have no stakes in the movie. I mean. Yeah, you have to... You have to kill people. If Joss Whedon taught me anything, you you have to kill people. (laughs) (laughs) But any kind of, like, story like this where you know they're going on a quest or whatever, you know, like, your party. Like, you're gonna start killing people off. You're gonna lose some of them. To make, yeah, make the stakes higher, make the point that it is dangerous. So anyway, that guy's gone, and then they get back, and it's been 23 years. Yes, which is not what they planned on i think they yeah. planned on like was seven or something like that. seven was seven one hour seven. so i guess i think that's what their goal was was like an hour yeah but then they got hit by a wave yeah. which caused them to spend a couple more hours because they had to like or something mm-hmm. like that dry out the engines, dry out the engine. also they got hit by that one wave and then it seemed like one was coming right away and i was like you were down there for like 45 minutes. Movie time, like, a couple minutes, but their time, like, an hour, I guess. Mm-hmm. Before Ish. one got near them. I know. And then the next like, one's right behind them. What's the spacing in yeah. terms of... Especially if you are a perfect sphere and you're rotating a black hole. Like, I don't know. I don't know all the how all the but gravity like they would had a work lot in of terms time of before... creating the waves. Because I'm assuming it's... The waves are because of the black hole, right? And the gravitational tidal, pull. Yeah, they were tidal waves. I yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson that. Don't know like how that gravity would affect like the spacing of the waves. Yeah, that's my point. Like there was one really far away going away from them, and then there was one coming towards them. Yeah, and I was like, why is it all of a sudden like two in a row? <laughs> because it's a movie. Um, <laughs> I had something in my brain as we were talking about that. Years. We were gone for twenty three years. Oh, oh yeah. he was really 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. They went down there. Yeah. So they knew about these planets because they sent people out. Yeah, they sent, they, like, they were real life to... probes. <laughs> yes. And they sent sometimes just, like, one initial message back was all they could do, right? Yeah. My point is, they could send messages back through the wormhole? I... But as far as we know, it was established that they but were... Res- what were the messages that they got back? Data they, about the planet. Did they, but did they actually get that back on Earth? Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't know what these planets are. Because she was like, we've sent 12 people. Well, like, I knew that and they... And there's three in this one system, so we're going to this system because we know there's three possible in there. Planets. Yeah. And they knew, because remember, they were like, what about the mountains? Because her initial report said mountains, but it was far from tidal waves. Because she got there, sent her little report, and then died. And it just kept sending the same thing Okay, and they had that yeah. on Earth, the mound. I didn't, I knew they had, like, obviously they knew the number of planets, and that's how they decide which system to go oh, to that maybe it was after thing. they went through the wormhole. But I but they... didn't know if they knew, like, the specifics. But that still doesn't answer the question of how they would send it back through wormhole and why, like... Matthew McConaughey can't call Murph. I still, yeah, I have problems with their receiving their the video receiving messages, versus, but yeah. it's established somehow. It's because it creates an emotional moment as he goes <sighs> through his entire life. Yeah. His kids. 23 years, that's rough. I mean, did he think he would be back in a couple of years? No, so he's like so upset that his kids are like growing up and having it's just, babies. and like, Yeah, okay, but it... It, you know, for him it's been three hours, so I'm just saying, it's a lot of emotional shit. Yeah. I think if you were in that, even if you knew you weren't going to be, like, back in a couple it years... It just seemed like the whole you've time... You've only hit one planet and you just lost 23. But it seemed like the whole time he was still, like, naively convinced that he was going to make it back and he wasn't going to be gone that long. I think, you know, we tell ourselves what we need to tell ourselves. This is the guy they picked to lead this mission. Yeah. He doesn't even, like understand. Well, it turns out the whole thing was like suicide mission, so. Okay, next planet. <laughs> oh, they decide which planet to go to next. Okay. <laughs> okay, the, just logistics before this. Um, he says, I got the feeling that she was in a relationship with one of these guys. Yeah, they kind of hint at it a little bit. I just kind of got the feeling that she... Yeah. The way she talked about one of them or something, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I think she had a relationship with one of these astronauts that got sent out ten years ago. Um, but then he just says to her, like, tell him. Tell him that you're in love with Edmund, or whatever, Edwards, or whatever. And I was like, what? Did I miss where she told Matthew McConaughey that? Or he? that's his way of saying that he figured it I out? I think that's him figuring it out. And then, is that what she breaks down and is like, yeah, she's like, yes, for all. I'm in love with him. And I was like, when was that established? Yeah, because, like, they're having the discussion about where to go, and he's like, well, this planet makes more sense in terms of, like, what we have left in fuel and, like, that sort of shit, right? Like, we should go to, we can only go to one, this one's closer, and we've gotten, like, based on the messages because of what Matt Matt Damon was sending Mm -hmm. back. They thought that that one looked the most promising, right? Or maybe it was, yeah, something about fuel. And, well, yeah, that's why they could only go to one and not both. And I think that all stems back to how long they ended up being on the water planet. Right. Because they were there for 
23 years. So, so yeah. much longer, right? So I could only go to one, and Matthew Damon, who's on the plant they're about to go to, but we don't know that yet, the messages he's sending make it look, like, really promising. So he's like, it makes sense to go here, and they're not getting anything from the other one, right? Um, they got, like, his initial report, but I don't think they're getting anything anymore. And she's like, the last report said it was good. And he's like, yeah, we haven't gotten anything in forever. And yeah. This one looks, I don't know, whatever. And she's like, but I love him. And don't you think love means something? And love can, like, transcend dimensions. Bring you through everything. Maybe just because we can't explain it doesn't mean it's not something that can be, that can <sighs> equate to something meaningful. Maybe that's what we should, fo we should follow our hearts your heart um and it irritated me <laughs> yeah i was first of all i don't think love does transcend dimensions no i think you just wanted to go there because you wanted to see him again because mm -hmm. you loved him whatever love is that's fine i don't think you should make a major decision like that based on love mm -mm. it's not literally bringing you through space mm -mm. Anne Hathaway. i'm sorry and of course she turned out to be right. They shouldn't have gone to that other one because Matt she Damon's did turn a out to be psycho. right. But I still don't think it's because of love. No, I think because I think she just happened to also be right. Yeah. Um. So next planet, they go to Matt's planet, and Matt's Matt's in cryo sleep, mm -hmm. and they wake I think him as up. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh, this is bad news." It doesn't. It doesn't like feel right. Right from this. Because no. it's too good. Like, the news is too good, and you're like, no, it's not, no. No, no I think I just and they're don't like, like Matt in, Damon. They're, like, <laughs> in the clouds, the ice clouds. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Scientifically, there's a lot of issues with that, just in terms of the gravity, what would bring the ice clouds down to the ground. Because yeah. they're too heavy. I thought that was going to come back later, because they, like, kind of nicked one. I was like, ooh... Because it kind of, like, was clouds and it revealed, like, a solid thing. And mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, is that going to come back? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a problem again. I just wanted to put that yeah, in. Just ice clouds. Which, considering that it's not even scientifically accurate, why did they put that in? Like, it only would have made sense to do something like that. If you were going to see, if you were gonna go to a, the core scene, a big, you know. Um, like, scene where that becomes a really thing. dangerous thing. Yeah. But Nope. Mostly yeah. it's just dealing with fucking psycho ass Matt Damon which okay I I can understand being alone that long I can almost under I understand him even like lying and sending out a message in hopes of oh yeah I would lie maybe like, this is the best one come here <laughs> like I am all down with that but to going to the extent that he's gonna kill people like they're gonna know that it's not habitable you don't need to like so you're your goal is now to kill them all and then escape alone? Like, that seems like that's a little far. Like, you know what? People <laughs> people will deal with the fact that you lied and will take them with you. They're not going to leave you there. Yeah, you could so, have just been like, oh, thank God you're here. Let's go home. Yeah, like, you know what I <laughs> Please mean? Please take me home. <laughs> you shouldn't have to, like, kill anybody. So you're killing them? I he was fucking ready because he set up that robot to explode. I know. So that's... He had a fucking plan. mostly where my issue comes from. But I guess, like, I understand, like, being alone I understand can make you, like, fucking going, psycho. Yeah, I understand that. But Like, I mean, I like my... I like, like, hanging out with myself, but, like... <laughs> That's that. not funny. <laughs> yeah, that's not alone in your room. That's alone on a planet on the other it's, side of the universe. <laughs> yeah, that's really alone. Yeah, 
I understand that he went crazy, but, like, his plan wasn't even a good plan. Like, kill some or all of these people, steal their ship, mm. the little ship, to go back to the big ship, which he couldn't even do. And that, that's another issue, because, like, he's known as, like, the best of us and the smartest of us, and he doesn't oh, know yeah. how to fucking airlock works. Okay, yeah. I had issues with that. That was the other thing I was confused about, which one she was in love with, because she always was saying he's the best, best, best. Mm-hmm. But then there was this other one, and she was in love with the other one. So I didn't understand. Anyway. I think it was, like, in terms of, like, he came up with the ideas and came up with yeah. the technology. I, thought, I think maybe that's what made me think she had a relationship with that one, because the way she talked about him. This is delicious. <laughs> Julian is just eating sprinkles that I rimmed her glass with. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <sighs> it's yummy. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I guess, like, I get where Matt Damon's coming from. But I found the airlock thing, like, because he's considered such, like, a phenomenal scientist, I found, like, the airlock thing was he, I think maybe... Like we said, he went fucking crazy. His desperation... I guess. ...made him forget his science. Made him not And he was just like, oh, dear God, let me in here. And then he blows the fucking thing up. As soon as that happened, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And then also like, oh, fuck, it's spinning. Oh, it's not gonna stop, because there's no friction in here. (laughs) What you gonna do? I thought they would... They could... Um, they would have been able to remotely control the main ship and be like, put on its little boosters and calm it down. But they were like, no, we don't have any control over our own Apparently ship. that's scientifically accurate in terms of like how they went about spinning as fast. Oh yeah, right? that makes sense. I mean, like, it, at least they used I was real down with science. That. But just when it happened, I was like, oh no, it's not going to stop. And then I just figured like they would, from their little ship, be like, turn that's on not boosters. as fun as making people puke. Yeah. That was mm. cool. Next. Um, oh, while they were on that planet, Murph finally made a message. Yeah. To that planet. Again, it's like getting there in real time. I don't know. She sent him one when she was on her birthday, because it was, you said you would be back when you were, you were the same age, and now I'm your age. Mm-hmm. And then she sent the message, Michael Caine died. Which yeah. I could not understand what he was saying when he was saying. I don't know. My like, whole is, is he saying anything or is he just mumbling? Well, like because I guess the whole thing is like he's been working on solving the gravity issue in terms of I got that just figuring out how to get everyone off of Earth, right? All okay. lies. So we're like that. We're fine. But then he he's known for like before they left on the project that he can't that they're. In his opinion, there is no solution for gravity. It makes me wonder what all these people running around this NASA space thing have been doing for, like, 25 like, years. Like, no one else is as smart as him and can be, Just like... Just working on an, an equation that someone has already figured out that, like, is missing the other half or something. Yeah. Just, like, what are all these but people like, doing? I felt like, what's the point of his character, then? They could have just been, like, you know... I don't know. This isn't just someone in charge... I just didn't like it. <laughs> okay. Then he died. Good riddance. Um. I loved this movie, actually. Like, I left feeling good. I sound like I don't, but... Um, yeah, he died, and then she makes, like, a message being like, Did you know? Did you leave us knowing? Did she know? Who knew? Who knows what? Nobody knew. But nobody knew. Which makes me wonder, like, 
you didn't bother like asking or confirming anything. You're just like, sure, Dad, whatever you say. Yeah. Even like Murph worked with him for like 25 years, and like, how can you work on like one fucking equation for that long? I don't know. And I'm... not realize that it's just impossible or something, or that you need more information. It just seemed weird that the whole thing came down to like one equation. And that's what, like, this whole team of people have been working on for 25 years. Yes. So, understandably upset then. Um, oh, when the thing blows up on the ice planet, there's okay. a shot of the explosion, and that fucking robot, like, four-legged robot runs out of the explosion, and that freaked me out. <laughs> it looked like a fucking horror movie. <laughs> like, an explosion in this black multi-legged thing scurrying out of it. I was like, oh god! It was crazy looking. I just thought it was crazy. It was like the explosion and this little black thing scurrying out of it. I was like, oh god. But like, so robotic and weird, like, but scurrying? It it freaked me out. It's like, oh, that was from a horror movie. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I know horror is not your, uh, Genre really, of choice. So. It's like a really freaky shot of this <laughs> robot scurrying away. It did not make as much of an impression on me. I'll show you. I'll show you that shot. It's really weird. Uh, okay, so they're back on their spaceship. And now they're going towards the black hole. So what is their plan? To swing around the black hole to get to the last planet? That's the plan. But then That's the plan that he tells her, but really he's planning on drop like because they yeah. need to lo- drop weight because right now they're they have too much weight to combat to fling off the yeah to, to fling off and combat the like not yeah. get sucked into the black hole mm-hmm. so like that's all cool and they make a thing and they're gonna like lose some of their escape pods or whatever I yeah guess. they're gonna send a pod and one of the robots one of the robots and they're, they're sending him because like Maybe you can record something that we can use as you go through the, like, event horizon and the singularity and all that shit, right? That's fine. Well, they don't really know, I guess, right? But black hole sucks in everything. How's anything going to get out information on, like, radio waves or whatever? It's light. I don't know. I think it's it's actually more that they're connected and they don't know how long until that breaks, you know what I mean, I guess? I don't know. They're... Yeah. Although, this would lead me into spaghettification in terms of entering a black hole. Exactly. Stretches you out. I know. Because um, you, in order to not have spaghettification, the exact angle that you would have to, like, enter a black hole and cross the event horizon is, like, really, you know, like, there's one apparently, apparently it's possible, but it's a very specific Mm-hmm. exact entry that you have to get or else you get stretched out and broken, stretched out and broken, stretched out a gazillion times. Yeah. We make pasta of you. <laughs> um, okay, but, and then, so, but so then. So, surprise, he also detaches. And goes through Because he's hole. so, still, like, stupidly naive. Like, I want to get home that he's like, maybe this black hole will take me home. Well, to be fair, we don't really know what happens in a black hole. Like, Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, we have no idea, so might as well just go with it. Yeah. Who knows? There could be a five-dimensional bookcase on the other side. Okay. 
Shall we get this? We're getting to the yeah, end. Let's thing do now. it. Yeah, okay. which we need to do soon because. Are we even gonna get to the discussion? Well, that's why I'm saying we we need to hurry. Okay, it's gonna be a long one. That's surprising, considering I didn't think we had enough to talk about. <laughs> Apparently, I have a lot to talk about this movie. Okay, when he started going through like the square, like channel, and like all these like grid thing. Yeah. I thought he was going into like a space station or something that the they possibly future humans had created somehow at the center of a black hole like they got sucked in but turns out they could do stuff and like it was pulling him down like a tractor beam gravity thing like he Mm -hmm. would get pulled in but not like smushed down that's (laughs) not what they no and it was her room from all like angles and walls and they did create it they said they I don't like this like they future us like okay so he, like... They created him- it in terms of because the human and the evolution level that he's at cannot understand and perceive five dimensions. Okay. And so in order for him to, made it three to dimen- do it, they made it a four-dimensional bookcase. Okay. And talking of Doctor Who, aren't you looking for Renette in one of those time channels? <laughs> That's all I could think of. No, I'm just just thinking this is stupid. I don't like it that, like, these walls were, like, her bedroom walls. I was like, it's too specific and, like, human. Like, if there's some sort of connection, it would be more, like, random. And he's, like, literally... But they created it so he could understand it. And for him specifically. They created like it's not it in like, the future for him in the past. It's not like, like he if Anne Hathaway had gone through it, it would have been Murph's bookcase. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing about time travel where you're saying, well, it's a like... paradox. Yeah. Like, what he did in there was, like, present him. But you have that it, with every time travel. giving messages past him. So now we're saying future people made Are giving this thing for messages past messages for past him. Yes. That's what we're saying. It's a paradox on top of a paradox. I just... Something about, like, that whole thing of him being, like... You had bookcase in issues. Space, a lot of like, people had bookcase, bookcase issues. And, like, it just seemed and that's why it's very out of place in the movie. Because he wants her to tell him to stay even though he wouldn't be able to make the message stay. If, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know. paradox. I like, mean, you always t- have that, though. He was like, I'll, I'll tell myself to stay. I'll make him stay. Or to Murphy's saying, like... It's like, dude, it already happened, and you know you didn't stay. Try a different fucking message. Like, hey, it's me from the future. Fuck this. Stay home. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It was, like, weird. Sometimes he can bang the books, and sometimes he can't, and he's, like, moving around, and it's just her walls, that weird... It's a very, like, human divide of, like, he created those walls, and, like... Yeah. I, uh, like, I, why couldn't he just, like, know, jump through? Bother me. Like, her room, not, like, when he was in the room, but a few years later. Why didn't they make it so he just, like, jumped through the fucking wall? And it's like, hey, I'm back! I don't know. They can't do that. They can only make it so you can tap things. It's very specific. I don't know. Yeah. I had less issues with the specificity because I thought that it was explained, like, this is their it, way of creating it so we can understand. Just, I mean, they'd want to make it specific to you if you're trying to... 
your fear in five dimensions. They yeah. don't want to overwhelm you too much. Maybe I didn't understand that it was, like, made for him. I don't know. It was still, it was, like, it was weird. It seemed out of place all of a sudden. And you then, didn't like the book, Michelle. <laughs> and then I can deal with pops not... out somewhere near Saturn. Yeah, my understanding was, like... So the black hole is a wormhole. The black hole was a wormhole, which they actually have said, like, that's one of the possibilities black that they think is that... Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I was... Whatever. Uh, the only thing that I didn't understand is that... So is that black hole the same wormhole that they went through that led yeah, them to yeah, another yeah. issue? That was my one issue. Where did he come because out? Because did he come out of the same... Because it was right by Saturn. Did he come out of the same wormhole that they went into? Because then... Why does that wormhole, if you go into it, lead to one place, but then if you go through the black hole, it leads out? That's my one well, issue. But I guess... I don't have a problem with that because of shit, like, um, anytime I've seen, like, a Tesseract tried to explain, yeah. it's a kind of thing where, like, if you're in a house and it's, instead of three-dimensional, four-dimensional, you go mm-hmm. through a door, you're in this room, you go back through that same door, it's a, you're going into a different room. Okay, well then... So it's still sure. shit like that. It well then that's be- where I assume he comes out, is that wormhole. Yeah, I would say that. Right? Okay. Yeah. And they pick him up right before they go through it as humanity in a cylinder? No, I think they're just... Hey, I thought they were just hanging out near Saturn. Or they're on a ship towards the wormhole. But then they said that um, Murph was just on a different ship. Yeah. And she popped over to this ship. Yeah. So I thought they just had a bunch of different stations, because it's called Cooper Station. True. I thought they were just hanging out near Saturn. Maybe Are they, they waiting for, like, a message back? Maybe. They were Maybe. hanging out near the wormhole in case they wanted to yeah. do stuff. That makes Maybe sense, they were, I guess. I mean, it's like... Preemptive, like, well, at least we're here, so if we can yeah, move, then we can do it. And it's like, well, like, 80 years later or something, so maybe they're... Yeah. been sending once in a while someone through and trying stuff with yeah. it, and that's just they're hanging out near there. I don't know. I was also confused about, like, she's on a different station. She'll, she's too old to travel, but she's coming anyway. And then, I don't know. Like, how long did it take her to get to that station? I don't know. Depends on how close she was. Like, a couple days? That's what it seemed. Okay. It seemed fast, yeah. So there I'd were a couple like stations couple... hanging out very yeah. close to each other. Well, that way, like, if families were split up or anything, he could still... yeah. Speaking of her family, I thought their, like, reunion was really weird. Yeah, but at the same time, if your father just left you and you never spoke to him except through a creepy bookcase for the rest of your life, maybe you wouldn't be like, hey, Dad, let's be best friends again. It was, it was like, she, like, she wanted to come see him. Yeah, but it seemed distant. It was very odd. Like, she was just, like, she wanted to see him, but she also wanted to be, like, like, Obviously, like, yeah, he left when she was 10, and she hated him for so long. Yeah. And less, like, he hasn't been in her life. And so just because he saved not... the world, he still wasn't there for her, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. she has no emotional attachment, which just seemed, made it seem like the kind of scene where it would be very emotional. And then it wasn't. And then, yeah. And then she was, she was just like, like, oh, nice to see you. I don't need you. you. Look I'm at my family. I'm hanging out with the rest of my family. <laughs> yeah, it was a very quick, weird meeting. I know, and she's not even like, rest of family, like, this is my dad great granddad <laughs> yeah and like because like even he, to see he him, might want to be connected to the rest of his family yeah, like they're his family too the, that's the thing but she tells him to fuck off, fuck off. go find brand okay but how do they know that brand's out exactly there? did that's... she send messages back because then that would go back to your whole how can they yeah send messages i was like 
the, I mean, unless they didn't show Cooper telling everyone what went down, and she knew. That's it. possible, I guess. But, like, they didn't, and also she's like, you have to go find her. She's on that planet rebuilding humans. And but, like, because like, you would You ass- don't know that shit. You would assume, like, when he woke up, they were probably like, okay, what the fuck? You were floating near even Saturn. If, even if he told them everything. But he doesn't sh- know that she made it to the planet. He doesn't know what's on the planet. Exactly. It could be another fucking crazy tidal wave planet that kills you. Yeah. But As Murph ice is like, clouds fall from the sky. <laughs> but Murph is like, go find her. She's out there starting the human race again. It's like, yeah. you don't know that. But then she was. Well, I don't know. They showed scenes, but that they said that... Like, they showed the scenes while old Murph was saying that, so it could have just been... I assume she actually what she was. Saying. was. I don't know. That's a very inception-y kind of ending. Yeah, I thought it was kind of open-ended. Because, like, she was saying, like, she's out there, and then they were showing that, but I was like, well, she's saying that. I don't know if it's true. And also, she was like, welcome back to, like, humanity. Leave again. Leave again <laughs> to that wormhole. <sighs> oh, the other thing was, about the bedroom while she was like in there for the last time they were trying to get everyone to leave she's like wait I'm thinking or whatever and she finds the watch she's just like standing there thinking about all the stuff and then suddenly yeah, she can do that fucking equation in her head man yeah but then all of a sudden she's like it's dad he sent the messages and I was like where the fuck did you come up with that just out of nowhere, she decides that it's him sending messages back and forth. Well, but, like, as she said, like, no one believed me that it was you. So at least they go with, like, everyone was like, sure, your dad. I know, but she just all of a sudden decides that. She wanted that. to believe that it was him. Because she wanted to believe that he wouldn't have left her without a really good reason. It just... It's emotional issues. She has daddy issues. Yeah, but they needed something to show, like, how she came up with that. She was just all of a sudden like, it's daddy. That doesn't like, bother me. Some people are just crazy and decide things. I know, she's right. <laughs> well, I know she was right, but I'm just saying. So I wanted her to like <laughs> have a reason that she's right. But instead she just like suddenly made this leap of like, he's the one sending me messages. I don't know. I don't know either. I can't tell if I like this movie or not. <laughs> anything anything else on the movie? I think we went through okay, it all. I think so too. I actually did quite enjoy the movie. (laughs) Female representation? I gave it a B plus? (laughs) Question mark? Question mark? Um, We both had the same issue. Yeah. I gave it, I was like B plus? And then I went A minus, and then I thought about it more, and I went back down to a B plus? (laughs) (laughs) It's really, the only female characters we have are Murph and and Brand. Brand. Yeah. Which that in itself is, like, bad. But... But there's only two. Yeah, and that's why I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, but Murph was really awesome. She was really awesome. She was smart. She was a scientist. Good female representation character. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But then... And she saves the day, really. I mean, I know yeah. kind of he does, but she does. He can she send that message all he wants. If she can't fucking put it together, yeah. Earth is dying. She definitely saves everyone. Mm-hmm. They named the station after her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Brand. <laughs> Brand was our issue. Just because I always have an issue when there's, like, a group of people, like, in this, there was a crew, and they just did, like, the token one female. She's the emotional one. any of them could have been the female. Yep. And the female was the one who wanted to follow her heart. Mm-hmm. 
And she's also, like, on the water planet, almost, like, too emotionally attached to, like, no, this has to be... Like, she went and tried to receive the data. Yeah. And that was definitely, like, emotional. Because she wanted this mission to work. She wanted yeah. to believe. I had the same issues. Like, I'm so over just the chick who's like, oh, love can cross the universe <laughs> and lead us to salvation if we just believe in our hearts. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Yeah. It didn't need to be her no. with that issue. But it was. Um, Alright. Female crew tally. Only 2 out of 12. And they were producers. Yeah. So. Not great. Poop on you, Nolan. <laughs> um, Although he does, to be fair, work very close. Oh, his wife was one of the producers, right? I don't know. Probably. Because I know, like, that, like, they're very team-oriented with a lot of his stuff. She does a lot of work on it. Just so you know. Okay. It doesn't help. I think she's probably credited as a producer, though. So I was, like, saying it, and then I was like, oh, she's one of those two. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Liked it. Critics, 72%, which is a fresh tomato. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good for critics. But not a certified fresh tomato, I think. I think it's the 75 and above or something. And the audience liked it even more. With 85%. Tish doesn't know what she thinks. I don't know. I can see that it's a good movie in, like, ways. But also, I mean, I spent the whole time very confused. Mm Mm-hmm. And just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's a movie where I'll, like, feel like watching it again. The first time I saw it, like, I... I, I didn't have a podcast to do on it. I didn't have... So I didn't have to think about the technical stuff. Maybe that helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it the first time. I It ended and I was like, oh my god! This is how people <laughs> must have felt coming out of the theater after 2001 when it was airing. It blew my mind. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna read about wormholes and black holes and be a scientist and go to space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second time I watched it, I got, like, a little bit more into, like, okay, well, this is stuff I like and don't like, but that happens with me with every movie, so. I came away with it more thinking about the story and, like, his, like, him and Murph. Yeah. Maybe because that's what's set up so strongly in the beginning. The science stuff, I wasn't like, ooh, science, because I watch a lot of, like, science kind of movies, I, I guess. I know, I really but into the science, man. I don't know. I feel I feel unsure and weird about That's this. That's fair. Okay. We're okay. just going to quickly go through this stuff, I yes. think. Yes. We'll go quickly. We talked a lot about it with the movie. Mm, some so of it, yeah. we're just going to talk a little bit more about science fact versus science fiction, but that's a huge thing to talk about. We could do like four pod. We could do a, a, a podcast on that. Oh, yeah. Like a weekly um, thing. <laughs> we bit off a little bit more than we could chew with this. We should have specified. So we're going to talk mostly about like space stuff. More. Yeah. There's more to science fiction than space. Of course. But we're going to stay with space and kind of interstellar, this kind of stuff. So, um, you had more notes. So, you know more of these movies, so you can talk about them, maybe. Um, yeah, I was just going through some of, um, some movies that are considered by the collective whole of movie watchers <laughs> slash scientists as the best science for sci-fi movies. Like, accurate real science. Yes. And some of the worst representations of science in sci-fi movies. Yes. So, best or worst, what do you want to start with? 
Let's talk about the best because okay. we're talking about real science. So some of the best, one of the most obvious ones I think is 2001: A Space Odyssey, which was Kubrick, and um, specifically like they talk about things like private space flight and in terms of how that industry is starting to boom now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good predictor of that. Um, the AI in it in terms of how and even how he deteriorates in terms of like what our limitations of programming AI would be and like we can program it to solve any problem. So the issue is how sees that people are keeping secrets and so that's what causes him to go crazy because he's, he's trying to fix this informational gap type of thing. And then also the creation of artificial gravity because it was like the first time we saw the centrifugal force creating mm. artificial gravity and Kubrick also just in terms of technology had to develop a lot of new camera systems and that sort of stuff to do this film especially because he had a fucking spinning space station <laughs> and no one knew how to film that <laughs> at the time and a lot of that technology was then used to create Star Wars so you're welcome <laughs> um, another uh, good one is Contact if we're talking about space mm-hmm. stuff Carl Sagan was the science advisor on that, and he's one of the, like, best-known, like, astrophysicists type tap guys. And they say in terms of, like, using math as, like, an international language, because it's, like, math is math. No matter where you go in the universe, like, physics. Yeah. It's physics. And so using math as, like, a language and using math to translate a language and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. actually apparently makes sense. I don't know. That's a little over my head. And um, uh, even her wormhole experience in terms of the physics that we knew at that point was, I guess, realistic of, like, phys- I don't know. She goes through a wormhole? Yeah. Have you ever seen Contact? No. Okay, she goes through That's a wormhole. That's why you're talking about these. <laughs> okay. You were like, I haven't seen any of these. And, and I'm like, I love I've them. probably seen the bad ones, like Armageddon. <laughs> I do, like, disaster movies, so, like, in that vein, like, Armageddon, like, The Core, or, like, Yeah, Deep The Core Impact. was considered one of the worst, yeah. too, yeah. What fun. I know. <laughs> um, another really good one that is also spacey is Deep Impact. In terms of the physics of asteroids, and in terms of how we would actually, unlike Armageddon, how we would actually go about trying to mm. combat that using things like gravity. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, in terms of detection and interception of asteroids, apparently very accurate. <laughs> There's a lot of bad ones. Obviously, I'm sure I've seen a lot of bad ones. Armageddon is like the worst science in a sci-fi movie of all time. Are you talking about drillers are really good astronauts? Okay, that's the number one thing that bothers me. I will accept everything else if you just explain to me how it's easier to teach guys that drill for a living to be astronauts how that's easier than teaching astronauts to drill a fucking hole drilling is so much more complicated than space flight <laughs> clearly <laughs> um they, they have they're gonna use nukes in space to blast apart an asteroid that's coming for earth into half so the halves will miss I mean it's and and um but there's no gravity there and there's no you know I, the gravity issue, and they're saying like the it's okay. So they say it's an asteroid the size of Texas. That would not, you know, the rovers that they're on. Mm-hmm. That would not have enough gravity to keep that rover on the asteroid. Yeah. And um, they use a machine gun in space. 
things. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Like, he shoots at everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some of the other bad ones. The Core was mentioned. A lot of the disaster movies. 2012, Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. All in terms... But I don't think we're surprised by that, but all in mm-hmm. terms of um, how they represent, like, climate and, like, this climate science and stuff is usually bad. Yeah. I only have a good one. What's a good um, one? Sunshine. I love Sunshine. I think it's, it had a good, like, science advisor. I remember that. Who was on that? Do we know? I don't remember. I enjoy name. that movie immensely. But yeah. It's really good, and I just remember hearing, like, the science was, was really Was good accurate. in it? Oh, there's another one, Sunshine. Yeah. Danny Boyle. Yeah. It's a really good movie. It is. Um, okay. What else? We got Kip Thorne was the science advisor for Interstellar. Yes. He wrote a book. Uh, called The Science of Interstellar about the science of interstellar. Wow. In case anyone really wants to read it. Um, he had two guidelines when he signed on to the project. He said that nothing would violate the established physical laws and that all of the wild speculations would spring from science and not from the fertile mind of a screenwriter. So we were allowed to make wild speculations, but... As long as they came from a... The beginning of science, yes. And uh, Nolan agreed. And apparently they had had a couple clashes. One thing in particular where Nolan wanted people to move faster than the speed of light. And he was like, no. No, no, no. That's not happening. No. 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 (laughs) And Nolan backed down. And, you know, so credit to him. Well, like, you hired, like, You hired a really smart... To keep your movie scientifically accurate, then you gotta listen to them. Yep. Um, as I was saying, some of it isn't, isn't perfect on Interstellar in terms of the blight, in terms of its consequences. Um, astrobiologist David Grin, Grin, Grinspoon, is that a, is that Grin, a name? Grinspoon. Uh, he was talking about how that's inaccurate. And he and, and even Kip Thorne, who was working on the movie, say like the ice clouds, just in terms of the gravity would not work. I mean, but apparently Kip Thorne let that one go, I guess. Well, like I said, it's such a tiny part in the movie. Like, yeah, you don't even, really... Why do they even bother doing that? I didn't even really understand the whole cloud thing the first time I yeah. saw it. Um, the really good things are uh, wormholes, black holes, and generally, other than the cloud thing, uh, their take on gravity and trying to understand gravity and figure out, like, the science of gravity and how gravity works, and, like... Because in this, gra- gravity is what becomes the fifth dimension. Like, gravity, that's right. what the fifth... Dim- I don't... I it's, it's... I'm not a scientist, Gravity, guys. like, goes through dimensions? Yeah, and of? it's... Yeah, that's, like, what links all dimensions, or something like that. I don't know. I'm not that smart. This movie's too smart for me. <laughs> um, but apparently they did all of that stuff... Uh, really well, and Thorne did a lot of equations that stemmed from Einstein's general relativity equations, and that's what he used to extrapolate the ideas of the wormholes and the black holes, and he tried to, he came up with how, to our best extrapolation Mm -hmm. abilities, rays of light go into wormholes and black holes, and then they filmed it and created the CGI based on that, and that's one of the things that's really well done to like the visualization of them mm-hmm. and how distorted everything gets and that sort of stuff and that's all scientifically done with equations cool <laughs> somehow 
magically. And they were talking about gravitational lens, which is also has to do with the light in terms of fuck. I tried reading it, guys, and I'm it's like above my pay grade, okay? It's got <laughs> something to do with like when you're approaching like a black hole or whatever, how like light starts to kind of form around it and then it like yeah, because whenever they depict a black hole, it almost has, like, a ring. Like, yeah. A ring of light a around light, yeah. the hole. That's, anyway. And um, I was just going to add that, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, probably the most popular and well-known astrophysicist at the moment, has a podcast, and he did one featuring an interview he did with Christopher Nolan about the science. They don't talk about a lot of the bad stuff. So they talk about, like, the wormholes and black holes, mm-hmm. mostly. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there, like the science of interstellar. There's a lot out there, yeah. There's a lot. Um, okay, that's all I got. Yeah, so, <laughs> like I said, we could talk so much more about science fiction. We could, honestly. It'd be I'm fun. sure we will again we will. in another aspect. Um, For sure. Yeah, let's wrap this up, I all think. Um, so. You're still not sure? I'm still not sure. I about really the movie. enjoy the movie. I like it a lot. Maybe someday I'll watch it again and we'll just... That's fair. Fun. I don't you know. Don't, I mean, it looked amazing. You agree on it. It's fun to see all the planets and stuff, but... Yeah. I don't know. The score was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. It was all good. <laughs> Do you like the movie? You can email us. <laughs> At... Oh, shoot. In the movies podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. I forget it all the time. Okay, it's the name of the podcast. Please email us your thoughts and theories on Interstellar and science. Tell us how wrong we are. Or try to explain it. Or try and explain it, honestly. If you're smarter than us, and there are many people smarter <laughs> than us, please let us know if you can shed some light. Uh, yeah, email us or, um, and you can also always find more on the blog, link in the description of this episode, links to the movie news we talk about, I'll put a bunch of links to stuff about the interstellar and science fiction, some stuff we found while doing our research, so you can see more. Yay. And that's about it. Have a good week, guys. (laughs) Bye.